the scriptures have meant so much to me, especially at this Christmas season for some reason. Um, I, I kind of got the idea. I walked in the house um, one day this week and Nora was there. I don't know how long she had been there, but she was at the house. And when I walked in, she ran as hard as she could and hugged me around the legs and looked up at me and just smiling hard as she could. And, and the thought came to me that that must have been the way that those wise men felt when they finally got to Jesus. The look that they were able to finally see what they had been waiting for and wanting for so long. I want you to turn with me today. I want to focus on chapter 2 of the Gospel of Luke. I want to read uh, starting in verse 22. I want to talk about two characters that we don't usually say a lot about at, um, at Christmas time. But they're certainly worthy of, um, of, of mention here. So in chapter 22, let's start reading. And when the days of her purification, talking about Mary, which was, which was usually 40 days if you had, a, man, had a, a male and 80 days if you had given birth to a female. But the days of her purification, being six weeks or 40 days, had passed according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Wow. Wow. What a, what a tag to put on the end of a, of a verse about a man or a woman, that the Holy Ghost was upon him. I just don't know of any greater compliment that could be given to anyone than to say that the Holy Ghost was upon them. Greater than, greater than the accolades of man. Greater than the praise of your peers. Greater than your degrees of education. Greater than anything is that the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Amen. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. 
And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, listen to this, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise to the Lord and spake to him of all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Isn't that interesting that these two people in the latter stages of their life would find total fulfillment in what they had been looking for and praying for. I got to thinking about now we're, we're waiting for Christmas uh, we adults are waiting in a different way than these children are waiting. I can remember being so excited. Anybody ever live in the day that when you got an apple and an orange and some raisins and they were on, still on the stems and had a long string of them? Anybody ever get raisins on the long... Am I the only one? Thank you, thank you. Some of you as old as I am... Got those raisins, you know, they were on a long, just like you'd picked them off a grapevine, and they were still on the stems, and uh, <laughs> I know you're looking at me. This man is ancient. <laughs> no, but we were just poor. <laughs> and if we got an apple and an orange and some raisins, man, that was, that was big stuff, and I'm thankful for it. I did find some uh, letters that people had, had written to Santa <laughs> about waiting for Christmas, Dear Santa Claus, when you come to my house, there'll be cookies for you. But if you are real hungry, you can use our phone and order a pizza to go. <laughs> Dear Santa, I want a puppy. I want a playhouse. Thank you. I've been good most of the time. Sometimes I'm wild. <laughs> this one's from a four-year-old. Dear Santa, I'll take anything because I haven't been that good. This is another one. Dear Santa, I'm not going to ask for a lot. Here's my list. The Etch-A-Sketch Animator. Two packs of number two pencils. Crayola fat markers. And the big gift, my own color TV. Well, maybe you could drop the pencils. I don't want to be selfish. <laughs> That's just like a child. <laughs> Let me ask you, what are you waiting for? What does Christmas really mean to you? In the Gospel of Luke, we, I just read to you about two characters who have been waiting for Christmas. But they've been waiting for a different reason than what most people would be waiting. The first one that I read to you was about a man named Simeon. A man named Simeon who had lived all of his life 
on a promise that had been given to him by the Holy Ghost that he would not die until he saw the actual Savior of Israel. And he believed it. He was now well up in age, but he still believed that God was true to his promise and that God would do exactly what he said he would do. I want to give you today an absolute assurance that what the Lord has spoken into your heart, He is as good as His Word. If He has given you a Word, you can be assured today that God will bring that Word to pass. He is always watching over His Word to perform it. Hallelujah. They were looking with great anticipation. Both of them had been waiting for something special, each of them in their own way. Uh, The Greek word that's actually used here means waiting with expectation. If we could only learn that the way to the true blessings of God is to wait with expectation. To come to service expecting God to do a miracle in your heart and in your life. You know, when you come not really believing that anything spectacular is going to happen, in all likelihood, that's exactly what you will get. But I believe if we'll come believing, I believe every day Simeon was in the temple And every day he was believing this is going to be the day that I am going to have my promise fulfilled. I'm believing God today. He was waiting for the comfort, what he called the consolation of Israel. Things hadn't been going too good for the nation Israel. They had not heard from God for a long time. Remember the All those hundreds of years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. But God, through the Holy Ghost, had promised Simeon that things were going to change and that he would not die until he received the consolation of Israel. You will get the comfort that God has not forgotten the nation Israel. And you can be assured of that. And I want to tell you that today. God has not forgotten the nation Israel. I want to tell you as a nation, as a country, as a people, as Christians, as people of God, God will bless those who bless Israel. And I believe it is our place as men and women of God to stand strongly behind the nation Israel. Because I believe there is a great revival coming to Israel. There's 144,000 who are now Israelites that are going to turn to the Lord and are going to sing holy, holy, holy to the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Glory to God. Simeon was waiting for that. The nation was under the cruel dictatorship of Herod. And everybody was living in fear. But Simeon still believed God. He was comforting himself with what the Holy Spirit had spoken to him. 
And he believed that God was going to stand by his word. I, I think about all of those days of loneliness and emptiness and insecurity and desperation that he must have felt over and over and over again that another day has passed and I have not seen the fulfillment of my promise. I'm probably talking to people today that this time of the year is especially sad for you. Maybe you've lost a loved one, a friend. Maybe something that has been horrific has happened in your life at this time of the year and you're reminded of it every year. You hate to see the holidays come. I want to tell you in the midst of your loneliness and despair, in the midst of your feelings of depression and hopelessness, there is a promise that is given to all of us that He will not leave us comfortless, but He will come to us. Hallelujah. And I believe He's as good as His Word. I'm standing on the promises of God today that He will stand by His Word. The Holy Spirit once again prompted Simeon to go on into the temple just like he had done hundreds of times before. But this day was going to be a different day. Hallelujah. Those are the days I look for. Those days when you feel like you're living in a routine and you feel like everything you do, you're doing the same thing over and over and over and you're not getting any good out of it. One of these days when you're in the midst of the routine of your life, something miraculous is going to happen to you and God is going to speak to you and bring to pass the very thing that you've been believing for. Hallelujah. In this Christmas season, let's look at it a little differently than what we have before. Can you imagine how that mother must have felt holding a six-week-old infant in the temple and suddenly a man that she doesn't know walks up to her and takes the baby out of her arms? I can see most mothers uh, begin to back up a few steps and hold that baby a little tighter. Because yeah. the one thing I know about mamas, they're going to fight for their young'uns now. Yeah. I know that. And I know some of you well enough to know you fight tooth and nail for those young'uns. But can you imagine the faith that Mary must have had? Yeah. This woman amazes me. I mean, not only would she say, be it unto me according to thy word, when she had never known a man and the, and the Holy Ghost through the angel had said, you're going to give birth to a son and you will call his name Jesus. Be it unto me according to your word. I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, because I've never known a man, but I'm believing you and my trust is in you and I give you full authority and I give you full freedom to do with my life what you need to do. Here again, she's surrendering to the will of the Spirit. And this man whom she doesn't know is taking this baby out of her arms and as soon as he does, he breaks out in praise and begins to give thanks unto the Lord. How did he know that this is the one that he had been believing for and he had been trusting for all of those years? How did he know 
This was the one. Well, let me ask you one thing. Out of all the voices that speak to you in your life, is there not something different about the voice of God, about the voice of the Holy Ghost, and you just know in your knower that that's the Lord and that's God speaking to you? Am I supposed to quit in an hour? Wow. Wow, this thing's rolling up here today. Glory to God. But I wanted you to see that because it's an awesome thing. When you truly see the Lord for who He is, you can't help but break out in praise. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. When you see Him, (laughs) this is the promised one. This is God with us. This is the fulfillment of all that the Old Testament had prophesied. And here He is. Praise God. Well, no wonder. No wonder He broke out in praise. Glory to God. No wonder He gave praise unto the Lord in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today, if the church world would recognize who Jesus really is, we could forget about the programs, we could forget about the the, uh, recreational parts, we could forget about the entertainment sections, we would be so full of thanksgiving and praise to the Lord that we would worship Him with our whole heart and we wouldn't care who's watching us. We don't care who sees us. We are in love with Jesus because we see Him for who He is. I believe if we did, I believe our Wednesday night services would be filled with people instead of just a few people who love the Lord enough they want to study the Word of God. I believe we would see the difference if we would recognize who He is. I may have to finish this sermon next week. Because I don't want to break my word and I promised you an hour. Wow. I'm just getting started in here. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what Simeon must have felt after all of this time. And finally, finally, we are comforted. We know God has not forgotten us. We know those 400 years of silence is over. We know that God still loves us and He's standing by His Word. He's watching over it to perform it. Glory to God forever. He's promised us healing for our bodies. And when we come in line with the Word of God and we stand on what the Word says, God is bound by His Word and He will do what He has promised that He will do. Glory to God. We got too many churches that are sinking down in desperation and despair. We got too many churches that's preaching too much negative stuff and we need to be lifting up the name of the Lord for when we truly see Him like He really is, a praise will be on our lips and the joy of the Lord will be in our hearts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When Jesus comes, He provides the very thing that we're looking for. Hallelujah. What are you looking for? What are you waiting for? 
Because when you see the Lord in the right way, God will provide what you are waiting for. Remember what he said. To them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin and to salvation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Give him praise in his house today. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. I know I look like I'm riding a bicycle, and I am. Glory to God. It's exciting. Let's stand. I'm going to quit. It's five minutes to 11. I promised you, if you would come, I would do my part. But when I get you next Sunday, I'm going to finish it. I promise you. And we're going to hear the rest of it. Because Simeon's been waiting all of his life and I'm going to give him the credit that's due to him. Praise the Lord. Father, we honor you. You're a great God. You're such an awesome God. And Lord, when we receive you like you came to us, we're going to break out with rejoicing. We can't help but praise you whenever we see you like you truly are. Lord, we worship you and we honor you today. Thank you for all of these people who have come out today, who have recognized that it's the time of year that we recognize the coming of the Lord's Christ. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, you are the Messiah, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. You are our Messiah. And Lord, just like you promised, not only that you were coming one time, but your word reminds us, as you made your way back into heaven after you were risen from the dead, and those angels reminded us, this same Jesus, whom you saw go away into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go away. So Lord, thank you today that we have the promise that you're coming back again. We want to be faithful like Simeon and Anna. We want to stay in the temple. Oh, glory to God. I want to stay in the temple and I want to be faithful till you come back to catch away your church. Lord, help me to be ready. For your word says, for the Lord himself shall appear in the clouds. Hallelujah. He said, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Give the Lord praise and Merry Christmas to you today in the name of Jesus.